This is Dies and X, the podcast, episode 230, for the week of August 22nd, 2010. Welcome to Dies and X, the podcast, an extension of the all encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Dies and X, oh, a voice we haven't heard in a while. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. Welcome, welcome, folks. It is the episode that many of you have been waiting a while for, Manga Review of Awesomeness, Volume 35. We'll start with the booming, deep, sexy radio voice off to my left over here. Joining us after a while, Jeff, you're back, and Mr. Dragon Ball Virgin himself. Like, what, four months missing? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's almost four months to the date of a manga review not happening. So we should be at volume 39 (laughs) and that much closer to the end of the series. Essentially a quarter of a year. I think we just wanted to prolong our manga reviews (laughs) a little bit more. No, no, we had so many things going Oh, we'll, I know. We'll, we'll talk about because we haven't seen you in a while. We'll talk sure. about some of the things you've been working on. Yep. But Jeff, our good buddy, back to join us from Manga Review this episode. Good to have you here, man. Thank you. And over across from me is the wife, Mary. Howdy, hi. Hi. How goes it? It goes well. How are you, ma'am? I am good and full and ready to record about <laughs> Dragon Ball things. That's right. You watch things, you know what's up. Occasionally, <laughs> I, I claim not to be an expert. That's right, that's right. Your expertness wanes increasingly on, I don't know, what, what do you call that curve where... Trunks. <laughs> the trunks curve. <laughs> I grade everything on the trunks curve. <laughs> okay, sure. It's the level of obsession I put into any one fact about Dragon Ball. All right, so we got Jeff, we got Mary over here. That leaves me. My name is Mike. I go by Vegito EX when I post onto internets. But you can just call me Mike. I'm cool with that. Hi, Mike. Hi, hi, hi. I already mentioned what's going on in this episode. Manga Review of Awesomeness, Volume 35. I'm fairly certain that I have mistakenly called it 36 the last couple episodes leading up to it. Saying, oh, I'm so excited. We're finally getting it. I'm saying 36. We're up to 35. So we got that for you. We have all your regular news. Not, not a whole lot compared to last episode. Last episode, Mary, you remember that? That was... That was oh, that times. was quite a quite a ride. I think it was about 45 minutes of news. Oh, gosh. Oh, my God. We have nothing for you like that this episode, so we'll focus all the attention on the content. On me. Yeah, on Jeff. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, you are the star of this episode. All right. And releases, emails, all that good stuff. Before we hit what little news there really is this week, we got a couple of fun housekeeping stuffage things. We actually just watched this earlier this evening. We, for a while, were like, every time there's a new abridged episode, we'll mention it and kind of don't want to totally, you know, go down on them every time there's an episode. But this was important to announce that episode 17 is out because it's really, really freaking hilarious. And I played a pool. As if there was any doubt. <laughs> no, people have been calling it for what feels like years at this point. And yeah, I, I wrote up a blog post about it, just how it went down and a little behind the scenes and how I kind of approached the role. That kind of, Not that there's a whole lot in there to approach. I mean, he's in and out. Mike's Hollywood Journal. If you I, right. <laughs> I kind of want to know what other voices you tried to do that you didn't settle on in the end. I was thinking about putting that file up with the blog post. It's really not that interesting. There's a couple different variations on that voice, just higher, lower, a little more gravelly, not. That was the one we went with because I could, you know, act in it, I suppose, as well as someone named Mike can expect to act in Dragon Ball. That's it. 
I'll just ask you guys, Mary and Jeff, um, episode 17, it's full it was, swing here. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was great. Hilarious. 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 All right, the only other housekeeping stuffage we have for you is we have a new feature up on Taizenshu EX. We did our panel at Otakon, 10 Things You Didn't Know About Dragon Ball, and I've been promising we're going to have video of it. First two parts are up right now. You can check them out on the website. We're hosting the videos on our Facebook page. Try and drive a little traffic over to there. We just passed 700 fans over there. Well, they're not fans anymore. 700 people like it. Yeah. It's so hard to keep track of that. I know. They're mm-hmm. changing everything. Speaking of Facebook, make sure you turn off your places stuff if you don't want it. You're opted into that. Facebook privacy. <sighs> check it. Chickadee, check yourself it. before Facebook wrecks yourself. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Good call. So, uh, yeah. Um, Is that your uh, public service announcement portion yes, of the show? Absolutely. I have to reference as many 90s rap songs as I can, uh, as you may have heard at the end of last week's episode. 90s rap. That's what I'm all about. Check that out. Uh, part three is all edited and done. And I have part four almost done, ready to go. So I'm hoping when this episode goes up, you'll have parts one through four to watch if you haven't been paying attention and they're hanging out up there. That's it, Jeff. Since we haven't talked to you in a little bit, mm-hmm. I just want to hear from you how, how things are going. You were... what? What is your title for Otakon these days? Uh, It's the... I don't, I don't, I'm not really sure how you would really describe it, but on paper, it's the Otakon design department head. Okay. So I'm technically in charge of my team of designers and, uh, we essentially create the badges, the signage, the program book, and the, uh, what was the pocket guide is now the schedule companion and what was the errata sheet is now the awesome sheet of awesomeness. I wonder where that title came from. <laughs> the funny story about that is, um, uh, I pulled that up just because I was like, this sheet's gonna not really be the errata anymore. We were making deadlines like crazy, so we didn't have to worry about an errata section anymore. Well, much like how we ended up calling it the manga review of awesomeness. Mm-hmm. It was the first thing you tossed out there. Nothing else stuck. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, well, the thing is, because we weren't going to call it the errata sheet, there was going to be no errata on the errata sheet. Uh-huh. Uh, I threw it out there just saying this is the awesome sheet of awesomeness. And um, Marvin, who's like my go-to guy in the team, is just like, no, we are not calling it that. But Omar is the publication section chief. So I looked at him and go, awesome sheet of awesomeness. And he goes, yeah. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> So that actually made it through. I'm very quite proud of that. I, I got to know, how does it feel to be done with all of that stuff now? You were crazy, man. <laughs> um, it was a lot of work. Uh, it's been really just so much fun. It just took so much time is really why it's been yeah, away. Yeah. I, even uh, Heath was just, uh, when I saw him at Otakon, he was just like, dude, I have not seen you in like three months. <laughs> You've not been on Facebook. You haven't tweeted anything. What's going on? No, the internet had not seen Jeff for nope. three to four months. Very true. Uh, it, I, I've been very, very silent. Even my own podcast, of course, is on hiatus at, uh, for right now anyway. So yeah, it's been um, a lot of work, but it was so gratifying, especially when you go to the con, you see everything produced and uh like uh, i made that yeah well i mean we're extremely proud that things like the crappy badge is like the number two badge at the con you know like stuff like that just makes you uh really really uh satisfied if anything so um we're not done we're gonna be working for next year i mean we're taking a break for a month uh, in september but uh we're still planning for next year so if anything um it'll be something that i'll be returning back to but yeah next year around this time you won't hear from me Excellent. So in the meantime, back on Full Force, back reviews on, of awesomeness. Yep, read the manga. <laughs> it's kind of like, <laughs> thank God I know this part of the series because yeah, I would right? so lost I was right kind of feeling that myself. I mean, I know this album yeah. so well. Yeah. But as I started reading it, I'm like, where did we leave off last time? <laughs> All right, we'll get to that. Uh, so it's good to have you back. Let's thank you. Let's hit up some news. 
as opposed to last episode, the only real news this week, as you might expect, is all related to Raging Blast 2 and plan to eradicate the Super Saiyans. Mary, uh, I think it was yesterday you and I watched the most recent trailer uh, announcing Bojack and Zangia from Dragon Ball Z Movie 9 as playable characters. We've seen them before. Mm -hmm. I think the last time they were around was Sparking Meteor on the PS2 and Wii. And I know this in the update just because it's one of those facts I like to toss out. The two of them first showed up in video games together. Do you remember what game it was? Was it, um, oh crap, the name of it's on the tip of my tongue. Was it, um, Ultimate Battle 22? No, oh. earlier than that. Really? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't Legends, was it? And that was no, still on. That was still the same generation? Yeah. All right, I'll... So oh, I, okay, waiting. yeah, I give up. It was Super Butoden 2 on the Super oh, Famicom. okay. When I, I want to do a full review on that old game at some point. That was really interesting because it was a game that focused really on Super Saiyan 2 Gohan from Cell Game slash Movie 9 era. Goku was a hidden character That's in that funny. game. That's funny. I love that. Anyway, since it focused on that era, Bojack was a playable character in the game. And actually, Zangia was in there as well. I believe that was 1993. So they've been occasionally coming back. So here they are, Raging Blast 2. But really, the big thing about this game is the inclusion of the remade special, Plan to Eradicate the Super Saiyans. We saw some quick screens from the special I'm um, scrolling through it here on the homepage of the site. You guys taking a look at it. Mary, any thoughts on the colors, animation style? What do you think? I just love the color scheme. Uh, it's just so bright compared it's, to, yeah, especially yeah, if you yeah. look at shots from the old version, it's just so muted. Well, to be fair, they didn't remaster that when they put it on the I Dragon know, Box. I know. But, but yeah, everyone's drawn so crisply. And What I like is it's still kind of subdued and pastel-y, but it's... Very bright at the same time. You know. It's like a, a a step down in terms of brightness from the jump anime tour special. Yeah, yeah. But it's, jump super. Sorry, super. <laughs> I can never get the order of words I know, right. I know. Okay, I, it took me forever. But I'm really excited for it. Jeff, any thoughts? Just kind of take a look at these screenshots. Does it look neat and modern? What do you think? Is that Gohan? Because his hair is really weird. Or is that yeah. Goten? Oh, it is Gohan. Gohan. His hair looks like thin almost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like poof outside. <laughs> People are a little more roundy in the face, it seems. Yeah, that, I don't know. I've noticed that too, actually. Like Frieza does look very round. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, announced as a part of this trailer, Hachihyaku, which it seems like they're going with the spelling of Hachiyak, which is kind of a standard alphabet romanization spelling that some of the Japanese merchandise has used in the past. So I'm pretty excited that they went with a, a fairly accurate version of the name. We don't have any renamed characters, really. In addition to appearing in the special, this boss character is going to be fully playable in Raging Blast 2 proper itself. So the story mode is kind of leaking over into the game. Mary, you have any thoughts on that? You thought the original version of the story is kind of boring with the rest of us, Yeah, right? but yeah, yeah, I did. But if it's redrawn and uh, did they say if it's going to be revoiced or are they just going to be reusing the audio from the original? No, they're revoicing it. They would okay. have to. Um, I'm excited for it for that purpose alone. Just the updated of it i think even if the story is lousy oh yeah, yeah yeah, it's totally worth pulling him over into the story that's neat i mean it's a character design that's been sitting out there for 17 years might as well do something with him right so mm -hmm. there we go in addition to that there was a trailer for tag versus which is coming out internationally as tinka ichi tag team i didn't play this for you um it's the new psp game i actually think it looks halfway decent i'm somewhat looking forward to it that's going to be coming out i think in japan at the 
end of October, Octoberish, August. I don't even know. I'll have to look at the releases. That one's coming sooner than I think the rest of us think. Beyond that, that's really it. We updated with a bunch of character design screens. And I really shots. like your animated GIF. Oh, from Wasted Wisher. Yeah, we got some exclusive shit, folks. In addition to all the Namco Bandai press assets, a buddy of Wasted Wisher who works at Toei in the Philippines has been leaking us some uh, character design sketches and key animation. Jeff, have you not seen this? I have not seen this. Oh, wow. Look at that sexiness right there. That is the hot sexiness. Yeah, yeah. There's eight frames of Trunks. I forget who Trunks is. it Frieza? Do you remember, Mary? I would assume he fights Frieza. Um, it's been so no, long. No, you since know what? I think this. maybe he fights Kula. And maybe he does. Yeah, I don't know. Man, it's don't been remember. years. I know. I know. I know. So there we go. I mean, that's really what all the news and updates have been about lately. By the time you get this, uh, I believe Namka Bandai is going to have some more shots from the special for us to share with you. So that'll be interesting to check out. Exciting. Yeah, that's the news, folks. You guys ready to dive in? You betcha! By golly. It is time for Manga Review of Awesomeness, Volume 35. We always like to do, we want to say what this covers for all the different versions of the manga. This is going to be chapters 409 through 420, going by the original Japanese Tankobon. Well, obviously it's 35, like we've been saying. If you go over to the Kanzenban, it's actually all within number 28. It ends that volume, so that's a pretty convenient one if you're reading along in there. Over in North America with Viz, it was DBC number 20 in their graphic novels. And if you're going by Viz Big, it's DBC number 7. What we're going to do first is go through chapter by chapter, give you a little recap of everything that happens in the volume. We'll check in on Jeff's predictions from last time, a quarter of a year ago. We'll see how well you did. We'll cover a whole bunch of different points of discussion. We'll check in on Hearns' visisms for this volume, and we'll do more predictions. Who wants to start off Chapter 409? Jeff, you're looking at the notes. I'm just going to give it to you. On my retina display with very clear typography. Ah, bastard. All right. Chapter 409. Gohan has transformed, and everyone, including Cell, is assessing the strangeness. Gooderdin's trying to figure out how Trunks got the Senzu, but Trunks tells him they got a boogie. Cell tells Gohan not to get cocky, but Gohan's arrogance is clearly getting under his skin. Cell powers up even further, but when the smoke clears, Gohan just isn't impressed in the least. Cell rushes in and hits Gohan square in the face, but Gohan just kind of bends back and glares forward at Cell. Gohan catches the next swipe and slams his own attack into Cell. Gohan goes ahead and dodges the next swipe altogether and lands a full-page jet uppercut to Cell. Cell can't figure out what's going on. Goku is smirking. Vegeta is grinding his teeth. Lots of people are going, err, and the cameraman reports that the young boy is pummeling Cell. Mary, take it away, 410. Gohan walks up to Cell, who tries to get in a few kicks, but Gohan blocks them all, ultimately delivering a kick of his own that sends Cell flying. Cell looks over at Gohan in something resembling horror, and concludes that yes, Gohan is actually stronger than he is now, but that doesn't mean he loses. Cell jumps up into the air and starts to unleash a Kamehameha. He's going to let it loose at full power, which means either Gohan takes it head on, or the earth goes asplode. Gohan just sternly stares as it's fired and seems to whisper a Kame. Hame. Right before it hits Ha! The blast overtakes Cell, who's left in midair without an entire leg, missing half the other, most of one arm, 
much less of the other, and a damaged head. Gohan snickers. Chapter 411. Goku screams for Gohan to finish Cell off right now, but Gohan wants to make it suffer. He smiles as Cell regenerates his lost limbs. Cell just loses his mind and transforms into a bulky version of himself. Trunks remarks that he's gained power but lost his speed, the same thing Cell was mocking him for doing earlier on. Gohan dodges all of the attacks and lands a kick to Cell's face. Cell crumbles over and vomits up number 18. He reverts to his prior, second form, and it seems like things are over. Cell isn't about to let it go down like this, though, and bloats himself up. Gohan actually looks concerned now. Chapter 412. Cell is going to self-destruct in 60 seconds. Gohan goes to destroy him, but that'll just blow everyone up even sooner if he does. Time is ticking away, and Gohan realizes that he's lost. He didn't listen to his dad's warning about Cell getting desperate. With 10 seconds left to go, Goku slowly turns around to see his friends with a smile. There's only one way to save Earth. See ya, everyone. Goku teleports in front of Cell and places his hand on him. He tells Gohan that he's proud of him and to tell Mom he's sorry. Goku turns his eyes back towards Cell with a determined look and they vanish. Kaiosama freaks out as Goku brings the exploding Cell to his planet. It was the only place he could think of. And then there's a giant explosion. Back on Earth, Goku is gone and so is his key. Chapter 413. Gohan screams for his dad, but it's all over. Kudidin tries to console him, saying that him and his dad work together and without Gohan, the Earth would never have been saved. A dead Goku, Kaio, and Bubbles are flying along the Serpentine Road. Goku asks where Cell's soul is since he doesn't see it around. Kaio says it's not at Enma's either. That means Cell isn't dead. Back on Earth, a huge explosion of energy kicks up around everyone. They recognize the key. A finger fires a blast and Trunks is shot through the chest. Cell doesn't seem to care who he hit, and it's not just Cell, but him in his complete form. He got lucky. The nucleus inside his head remained unharmed in the explosion, and as long as he has that, he can regenerate. Even better, he's complete without number 18. Seems to have learned Goku's teleportation technique and got a power-up the same way Saiyans do after recovering from near death. Piccolo is speechless. Vegeta mutters Trunks' name, and Gohan transforms back into his new state. Chapter 414. Gohan laughs to himself, ready to avenge his father's death. Meanwhile, Vegeta looks back at the now-deceased Trunks on the ground behind him. He flies into an enormous rage. He rushes in towards Cell, turning into a Super Saiyan, and fires blast after blast. Cell rushes in out of the dust with a smirk and knocks Vegeta to the ground with what seems like a broken arm. Cell fires a blast to kill Vegeta, but Gohan jumps in the way, messing up his own left arm in the process. Cell is ready to end it now. Gohan can tell that Cell has powered up more than he thought. Cell begins to form another Kamehameha, this time ready to blow the Earth up for good. Chapter 415, Gohan tells himself that he's failed. Vegeta admits he was only a liability in the end and apologizes to Gohan. If Vegeta's apologizing, he knows all hope is lost. Cell is ready to fire and the entire Earth is violently shaking. Gohan won't even bother fighting back since it's so pointless. Goku yells for Gohan not to give up though. He's speaking through Kaio down to Gohan and tells him to fight back. He needs to believe in himself and his power. Gohan apologizes to his dad but he's ready to give it a shot. Gohan begins to form a one-handed Kamehameha 
Kamehameha to fire back at Cell, who can tell it's not going to matter in the end. Cell fires his attack, and a ghostly image of Goku appears behind Gohan, seemingly contributing to the return blast. Chapter 416. The two Kamehameha collide. The earth is shaking. Gohan is being overpowered. Goku yells for Gohan not to hold back. He's doing so because he doesn't want to hurt the earth, but Goku says that the Dragon Balls can fix that. As Gohan pushes a little harder, a blast hits Cell out of nowhere. Cell looks up to see Vegeta huffing and puffing above him, and in that moment of distraction, Gohan unleashes his full power. Cell is completely overtaken by the blast and is entirely disintegrated. Gohan collapses to the ground and returns to his normal form and smiles. Chapter 417. Everyone cheers for an utterly exhausted Gohan. They're all off to Dende for some healing action, action, action. Piccolo offers to help Vegeta, who refuses. Kakarot and his son not only surpassed him, but now Kakarot has gone and died. Vegeta says he will never fight again and flies off. <laughs> right. <laughs> The TV announcer and his crew get back up to see Cell gone. Mr. Satan claims credit. All of those other guys thanked him and took off. The Earth cheers for Satan, their savior. <laughs> Number 18 wakes up and some comments are made about Kudadin caring for her. Gohan figures it out. Kudadin's in love with her. She tells him to forget it and flies off. Shenlong is summoned and those killed by Cell are brought back to life, including Trunks with the first wish. They try to bring Goku back to life, but Shenlong cannot bring him back to life more than one time, so try again, folks. Goku pipes in from the afterlife and tells everyone not to bother. He seems to be a magnet for bad guys, so maybe it's better that he stays dead. Besides, Gohan's better than he is anyway. He'll stay there and meet up with all sorts of people since he gets special treatment, like being able to keep his physical body. He'll meet everyone again when they die. Later, everyone! Only Goku could be so happy about death. Meanwhile, Shenlong asks if they have another wish. Chapter 418. Shenlong still asking for the second wish. Kuriden asks if they can make number 17 and number 18 human again, but Shenlong can't do that. Kuriden then asks if Shenlong can at least remove the bombs from their bodies. He can do that. Trunks asks why he did something like that, and Tenshinhan wonders why for 17 as well. Kuriden says he knows they're perfect for each other. 18 rushes in out of nowhere and says that her and 17 are twins, stupid. Don't get the wrong idea though, she's not grateful. She pauses as she turns around and says her goodbye. Yamcha thinks Kuriden might have a chance after all. It's time for everyone to go home now. Tenshin Han takes off to meet back up with Chiaotzu. Trunks will rest tonight and head back to his future tomorrow. Piccolo plans on living up here with Dende and Mr. Popo, but Gohan can certainly come visit, and the rest of them then take off. Yamcha explains to Trunks how Vegeta went nuts after he saw him killed by Cell, which Trunks seems to both love and be unable to comprehend. Gohan meets his crying mom back at home. The next day, Trunks prepares to return in his time machine. He notices Vegeta up against a tree, signaling goodbye to him. Gohan and the others look on with a ghostly Goku up in the sky as Trunks departs. Chapter 419. Trunks is home in his timeline. Bulma is so glad to see him, and it looks like things went well. Even though Goku still ended up dying, Gohan avenged him and saved the Earth. The radio interrupts them with a report on the artificial humans in Parsley City. Trunks is off with a sexy new panel. A sexy new panel? Sexy new panel. <laughs> <laughs> with a really sexy panel. Number 18 is going haywire on a town. An old man shoots 17 in the face from underneath a truck, and a 17 walks in to blow the old man's head off with his own gun. Trunks lands to the side. 18 asks to take care of him. 17 obliges. 18 fires, but Trunks Trunks rushes in and blows the ever-living crap out of her. Seventeen can't believe what he just saw and rushes in. Trunks kicks him away and fires
fires a blast down, destroying him as well. It's all over. Well, not really. Three years later, Trunks is getting ready to hop in the time machine to return to tell everyone in the past how things have turned out. He asks Bulma to step back, though. He calls out to Cell, who's hiding around the corner, saying he knows Cell is here to kill him, steal the time machine, blah 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 but that's not gonna happen. Last chapter of the volume, chapter 420. Trunks admits that Cell was very powerful in his complete form, but this is nothing. Cell retorts that the spy robots know how strong Trunks is, and he can't even defeat 17 and 18, never mind him. Trunks asks, well... We're 17 and 18 then. Cell realizes right then and there, Trunks killed them. Trunks doesn't want to fight here though, and pushes Cell off into the distance, flying after him. Trunks lands and turns into a Super Saiyan, ready to take on the monster. Cell rushes in to attack, but Trunks blocks everything, no problem. Cell goes to attack with his tail, but Trunks catches it and swings him up into the air. Cell's going to end it with a Kamehameha, but Trunks unleashes a blast from below of his own that totally encompasses and destroys Cell once and for all. It's finally over. Trunks in this timeline will finally know peace. We gotta check in your predictions, Jeff, from four months ago, I think it is. Yeah. You said you were going purely off memory. It's no longer predictions anymore, especially because, I mean, you'd seen it, but also the Doom Rider track that basically was this. You only said a couple things. You said Goku's going to die in this next volume, and so would Trunks. And you said Cell was going to get taken out for the first time, is how you phrased it. Yeah, because I wasn't sure how the chronology of the series was going to match into the chronology of the manga. So I was just sort of saying that when this mon- when this uh, volume would end, right. that's where basically Cell would be done the first time, but he would come back in the next volume. Yeah, where you weren't sure if it was going to extend beyond this volume, the yeah. Cell game stuff. Yeah. Okay, well, you're basically correct. Sure. <laughs> Sure. So let's just move on to some discussion points. First thing I really want to talk about is Gohan and this totally being a ruthless bastard, his intent to make Cell suffer. This is something that I really don't think we've seen a good guy, so to speak, really do. I mean, Goku has sought revenge before, especially after Kudadin died, well, both the first and the second time. I mean, he was ready to take revenge on Piccolo and Frieza. But Gohan seems very different here. The smile on his face, like the evil within him is really catching up to him. Do you have any thoughts on that either, you two? This is when you give uh, kids steroids. <laughs> That's what happens right there. Gohan, he's, he's just a bastard. I mean, yeah. we saw a little bit with the Cell Juniors where he kind of had a field day with him. But just the way he looks at Cell. It's cool, but I kind of feel like it's out of character. Like, really? Gohan doesn't ever give any hints of this ever. No, Unless no. he's been bottling it up, in which case I guess I can accept that. I think that's part of it. I think yeah. that really was the point of this transformation was we've taken Gohan this isn't the Gohan that you know. This is above and beyond anything we've ever seen. I think it is pulled back to the Gohan we know, though, when he realizes he done fucked up and Cell's going to blow up the Earth. I feel like Gohan kind of pulls it back and he's like, w- this is who I am. I, I should have listened to my dad, and he turns back into a daddy's boy. But I don't see, point. the thing is, that seems a little contradictory to me because... Um, yeah. If you think about it, Goku's the one who's trying to get him to to get angrier. Oh and, yeah, and yeah. Show force, and then of course he does it, and now he's this big badass. And then it was too much to for everyone. Yeah, like exactly. Um, that's just bad teaching, is what it is. <laughs> I mean, like he gets him uh, all the way to that point, but he doesn't teach him how to relax. No one ever said Goku was a great teacher. <laughs> yeah, well, that's for sure. <laughs> Apparently, that's what happens. Though, I mean, it just it just sort of makes it interesting to see how it reflects back on how Goku was just trying to get it out of him, and now that it's there, there's no way to bottle the <laughs> the anger that unleashes really. 
Mary, I guess I'll ask you, was Gohan an interesting character at this point? Is it just fun to watch? Fun to watch, I'd say. I don't know. I had a lot of conflicting feelings thinking about looking at this now and how I felt about it. Yeah, yeah. Ten plus years ago. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, does it still have the effect of um, the son taking after the father type feel? Because I think uh, they're trying to push for that drama of like... I think it's pushed appropriately. Yeah, yeah. It's not the major (laughs) focus, although it does come into heavy play when Goku... Says, you know, see everybody. and Yeah, he makes it a point to say, no, actually, Gohan, you are better than me mm-hmm. at this point, and maybe I'll just stay dead. Yeah, I, Mary, I think I'm with you. I'm very conflicted how I feel about Gohan. I still love him here. I love how he is almost a different character with hints of Gohan in there. Maybe it was taken a little bit too far, but I think it's appropriate for... But then I'm like, well, Cell's not really that interesting of a villain, so is this the right character to do it with? Gohan doing this maybe to Frieza, but Gohan wasn't that advanced yet, so it didn't make sense for Gohan to be like this at that point. So I think Cell naturally is the only one he can be like that with. It's, I don't know... Yeah, but, Conflicted. But, but Cell doesn't have the same kind of charisma and evil that, that Frieza had. Yeah, yeah. That's what I noticed. He's got hints of it, but yeah. he's got more when you're listening to Norio Wakamoto, oh, yeah. for sure. <laughs> he's just oozing class. All right, let's move on a little bit. Mary, this is something I really want to get your thoughts on. Vegeta's growing care for Trunks. Right after he's killed, it's just that rage. We have that shot of him almost just staring, gaping Slack back jawed. at his dead son. And then also at the very end where he does his little closed finger, he acknowledges, yep, you're leaving. All right, goodbye. Do you, I I hate that I have to ask this question in so many different volumes. (laughs) Do you buy it? Do you honestly believe that Vegeta has got a little bit of affection growing for Trunks? Everything we've seen has said the exact opposite. Well, we haven't seen Trunks and Vegeta interact much since they left the room of spirit and time, but they spent a year there together. Yeah. And even though pretty much I'm sure Vegeta ignored Trunks, um, I think just that time alone together in isolation. My dad just stayed over there by himself. Yeah, but just knowing that his son was like in there with him, maybe it had some kind of effect on him. But just that one panel of Vegeta looking all gaping at uh, at Trunks, that that panel alone is enough to sell me on it just because he's like, ugh. All right, Jeff, how about you? Do you buy it? Um, It's very hard for me to say because of the four month gap, I think. Uh huh. So uh, I'm a little undecided on it. It, yeah, I guess. It's, it's been a while since we really plowed through this. Yeah, but like it still doesn't... I mean, at first glance anyway, from a four-month standpoint, it doesn't really deliver the kind of emotion that I think they meant to put in. What I mean by that is it comes off as, as Vegeta acknowledging Trunks, but I don't think acknowledgement is the same thing as... Care. As care, right. Okay. Like I, I think they did enough. Like it's, it's like he acknowledges Trunks, but he doesn't lend any sort of affection to him whatsoever. Sure, I sure. think that's I think it's appropriate. I think it's more obvious in the anime when Vegeta screams, but you can't get that from reading, obviously. Right, right, so right. I'm again a little more biased towards the anime in terms of this scene in particular, but I want to jump off of that though. I totally forgot that I wanted to do this. Occasionally we will watch a filler scene with you, Jeff, with something different. I've talked on and on about one scene that I love in the TV version of this era. Instead of just Vegeta, I mean, he does have that one distraction point at the end and Gohan overtakes him. Prior to that, Piccolo, Tenshinhan, Yamcha, Kududin, they all jump in and try to fire at Cell while they're kind of locked in blast. Right. And they all have this little monologue saying, I remember Yamcha is the most, or uh, maybe it was Tenjin Han. <laughs> I remember the speech more than the character. They were saying something like, Goku, you've been 
such a good friend and I look up to you and you're gone now, but your son is here and I'm going to do everything I can for your son right now. I actually really love that part. I just like, oh God, that's so good. I love that. It's probably an example of something Toriyama would look at and be like, oh, I would never think to do something like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I feel like they just nailed the emotion and the impact and the friendship and the camaraderie there. And over in the manga, Mary, after you and I both sat and read this, like, really? That was it? Oh, that was kind of anticlimactic at the end there. Yeah. Okay, I guess they could have extended that a little bit. So is it, I hate using the word bias because it's such a bullshit word, but I just lean more heavily toward the TV version. Kikuchi's score and everyone jumping in to help. TV version's better than the manga here. But the manga, let's talk about the art because this particular volume, there are a lot of full page spreads of total sex. Well, I have a theory about that. All right, what's up? Toriyama laziness. Lazy because he'll spend the time to do a full page rather than having to... Several panels. Do something. But I don't know anything about art, so what do I know? (laughs) But I'm thinking, you know, if he's looking to fill up chapters very quickly, and I don't know if he ever intended the series to end here, but maybe he was just like, I'm going to throw in a couple of full page spreads so I don't have to... (laughs) Too as much narrative. I don't know. Did you like it? Was it cool? Some of them I did. Some of them I thought were kind of boring. I actually think the full page spread of Gohan doing the one-handed Kamehameha with Goku in the background Uh bores me a little bit. Huh. Interesting. Does the ghostly Goku not do it for you? No, I guess not. I mean, again, I think it is that I I lean heavily towards the animated version of this Mm -hmm. because I saw it first. Jeff, how about you and the art? Pretty consistent, good-looking Toriyama stuff here. Absolutely. Yeah, he didn't have a full team behind him on this stage of uh, production. I mean, mean, he's got his assistants and his editors, yeah. That's what it looks like. He always has, but I feel like at this point, whatever's going on, they are... You know, groove like none other. Mm -hmm. This is just that perfect getting a little more angular and getting more super shonen, I guess it is, rather than the slapsticky shonen. Right, exactly. It's definitely evolved to a pretty interesting point. It's the sharp angles that really kind of show off on this one. Um, And the just the the, the panoramic scopes they did that they do in the full page. uh, Yeah. uh, Just the artwork. I mean... The backgrounds as well as the characters themselves just look amazing. In this yeah, movie. yeah, absolutely. Really, Something, really. The looks on faces. I mean, we talked about the Vegeta one, but Cell has a bunch too, where the point that he realizes that Gohan can totally take him, no problem. When Cell finally shows fear on his face, mm-hmm. that's a neat good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mary, uh, I hate to lead off with you when we're talking about Trunk Sings. It seems so cliche, but... It's an appropriate question for you. The return to Trunks' time. Was this necessary to wrap things up for him? Could, I, yeah. Could he have just left and you didn't need to know this? Or did you really need to know what the conclusion was? There? I think it's an appropriate conclusion because Goku's dead. Everyone, they had that panel of everyone with the black armband. So yeah, they're in the process in of... Time. So it's like, well, what else do you do to wrap this up? Well, where the hell does Trunks go? Because he can't stay in the present all the time while his baby self is growing up. That's right. a little weird. So he has to go back home. <laughs> home yeah um it's good because then you get to see cell have his ass handed to him one more time mm, you get yeah. to see uh 17 and 18 running amok in the future because right. they're pretty badass and you get some nice drawings 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 <laughs> what about you jeff uh well i have to make a uh elementary arg element yeah yeah elementary argument on this one all right okay so this 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 time machine that Trunks uses is yes. it a parallel universe and time machine or is it just a time machine? Because if they kill off the androids and Cell, or well, the androids don't die, but Cell dies, 
in that time frame, and he goes in the future. Wouldn't that mean Cell isn't in the future? Oh, it's been a while since we talked about this, but by Dragon Ball logic, every time you travel through time, you create a new parallel alternate timeline. Okay. But you will always return to your appropriate time. So even though Trunks comes from the future to our timeline, by doing so, he created... It's weird because he would need to create that timeline. Technically, we're timeline two. Right. It's a little strange that we are actually the alternate timeline. So if you just kind of go with that and just accept that we're timeline B. Well, in Trunks' perspective, maybe. Exactly. Yeah. He's timeline A. Right. So it is a little weird. So even though we kill Cell in our timeline, 17 and 18, well, they're kind of back to life. So yeah, yeah. they exist. But Cell is destroyed. That doesn't change the events in Trunks's timeline future. 17 and 18 still exist there. Cell still exists there. So when he returns to it, he still has to destroy them in his timeline. So then the next question is... is it, well, hold on. Because the thing is, okay, the cell that we fight yeah. is from another timeline, too. Because if you'll remember earlier That's on, right. Trunks and Kudadin go to Garrow's lab to destroy the cell that was being born in our timeline. It's crazy shit. So then, if he goes in the future, back to his timeline, Cell came from his timeline originally. That Cell is the natural Cell from Trunks' timeline. But, so does Trunks go before he left? No. Okay. No, he will always return either, it seems to, either to the point that he left or later. Mary, this is something you and I were talking about, is Trunks comes back... I think we'll start with when Trunks first arrives. He comes, he's what, 17 years old? Yeah. He sticks around for whatever time. It's just really that afternoon. Yeah. He leaves. He goes back to his time. What is it? Three months pass? Uh, Three years, oh, our time. Yeah, dur three years. Why did I say months? Right. But the Trunks that comes back doesn't seem to be 20 years old. He seems to still be 17, right. maybe 18. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily concurrent things that are happening. The Trunks that comes back is still the same Trunks, almost the same age, even though we have gone on three years. And here's my problem with yes. all that, is that, okay, Trunks goes back to the future here, he kills uh, 17 and 18, and then he has to wait three years for the... For the time machine to recharge. That's right. But that's a non-issue previously in the story. Right. It when, was um, definitely less than three years when, when he mm -hmm. came back to help fight. Right. But then he saw 19's head. Right. Because right. he still looks like he's the same age when he comes back. So that didn't seem like it took him three years to recharge the time machine. So I'm sure it's just a Toriyama thing that he forgot. Maybe it was because he only stuck around for that one afternoon and then went back. I don't know. <sighs> using don't a time know. machine is using a time machine. If it's just sitting on a landscape somewhere, I don't think that... <laughs> counts for anything it is a little I, I don't know it's just the kind of thing that crosses my mind and it gets more and more convoluted uh the dies entry toss another timeline into the mix which seems to be retconned in later supplemental uh information volumes i know our buddies over at constant are working on the timeline guide it's oh good it's luck guys so much and there's just you really dig into it and you're like well that's how all right, he's not from our timeline because the cell that Trunks kills in these couple chapters, if you'll remember, the cell that comes to us is a cell that killed Trunks and stole his time machine to come back to us. But that can't be that cell because we see Trunks destroy him. Right. So that's a cell from a third 
timeline mm-hmm. that did that. Ta-da! Dragon Ball time travel logic. Hmm. Confusing shit. Very. Uh, is there anything else that you guys want to talk about with this volume? These are kind of the, the big points that I wanted to go through. Is there any character stuff, story things? Um, An action thing. I found myself enjoying the fighting more in the Trunks chapters than I did in the actual cell fight. Why's that? Because there wasn't as much martial arts going on, except for, like, the the big Gohan one-two punch. Well, that's really it. There wasn't a whole lot of fighting in this volume other than his uh, somewhat iconic for this stage of Gohan, the jet uppercut. Yeah. And the the one-two that 18 gets spit up from. It was... Kind of a lot of standing around and powering up attacks. That's pretty much it. Just a random observation. Did you like... Uh, I thought Trunks was pretty neat. The way he did that ki to push Cell away from him off into the distance and then go after and kind of toss him up in the air. I felt like Trunks was fighting a little strategically, which was yeah. kind of neat. Any other thoughts, Jeff, from you? Actually, I want to disagree with you on something. All right. Uh, please, challenge me. It was something that we mentioned a little bit earlier. Uh, you're under the general impression that the series in that instance is better than the manga because of how well they sort of bring in the emotion and all the you know, the characters help out. and and I thought it was better in the TV version. Okay, I'll tell you why I like the manga better. Like I'm going to go out there and say that I actually like how the manga does it sure, sure. better in this case. Disagree with me, please. Well, the thing is, and I'm not saying your opinion's wrong. Just want to put it out there. No, because that's impossible. That would be impossible. Yep. But what I like about how the manga does it is that it doesn't seem like they're going to end the series right there because they're not sort of bringing it all to a head at that moment. It just seems like the cells are really bad guy. They don't draw anything out. This isn't I see what you're saying. By building up more, it Mm -hmm. seems like this could be the dramatic conclusion to our series. Right, right. In the manga, they just sort of make it like, okay, let's go to the next thing. Yeah. Like, I thought, I really thought that this was going to end, this volume was going to end with Cell this, you know, going over to the other planet, and that was it. That was it. You know, the, the rest of the fight would be go, yeah. exactly like it'd be just panels well, of fighting and to fighting. To be fair, I mean, the volumes are just collections of a certain amount of chapters. The story isn't written to fit into volumes. It's just weekly from Jump. So. True enough, but it's it. But in the series, it really seemed like it was extended way more than it had to be. Okay. Here, it was really nicely paced. I actually think that the pacing on this volume was was fantastic. Um, I because... thought it was good up until the very end of the. Fight. I like that it was fast. Yeah, yeah it was I a like very it. fast read. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I kind of had to sort of forget about the TV series when I was reading this. From that perspective of just like seeing the manga, not really remembering how the the series goes in this part. Yeah, yeah. Um, it it seems to flow really well because it's just like this is a pretty bad guy, but it's not the guy who you know really sort of brings all this change amongst everybody. It just seems like they'll all still go back to their normal lives after this. It's not like this big huge moment. Okay, and I think the series does that a lot more, and I think it does it better because uh, of how much time they give the entire fight. But I, I do like how the manga does it a little better. There is one last point that I wanted to bring up. There's something that Goku tells to uh, Gohan. Just let your power go. The Dragon Balls can fix it. I thought that was a little weird. It, it's strange to rely on that and fix what exactly if the everything Earth. gets destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> but who's going to be there to make the wish Well, that's if everyone's like, dead? You blow everything up. You, Piccolo gets caught in the blast and there's no Dragon Balls and... Well, actually, Dende is the one who's in charge at this point, but I don't know. That seemed a little weird. Let me just ask you, Jeff, did you enjoy this volume? I went back and listened to the last manga review. Toward the end of it, you and I, actually, now I don't remember. Someone didn't particularly love it, and two of us, I, I don't know. 
I think, Never mind. I don't. Did think you like you this did. volume? I think it was you, Mary, who was who wasn't too keen on it. And I, I think was okay. so. Mm. Like I wasn't like, oh my god, amazing, but it wasn't. Yeah, you were never okay like, mm, it's okay, Mary. Yeah. Didn't particularly love last volume. Yeah, I think it's what it was because um, th- I'm definitely feeling better about that with this volume. Okay. Uh, like I said, the pacing is fine. The the fight ends. It's not this major thing. I mean, it's great for Gohan, but for everybody else, it's just a fight and it ends and the Earth is. Yeah, Hooray, yeah. still in one piece, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, then um, the ending of it was what surprised me. I actually do not remember uh, what happens at the end of the Cell games in the series. I just know that it ends and all of a sudden there's the next storyline, basically. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't really remember what happens at how the end How does of this it. actually get wrapped up? Yeah, right. in okay. here I really like how it gets wrapped up. Okay. Um, so that's why I like the whole thing a lot more because um, it ends it well and it goes on to the next thing really well. Which the TV version, as we're going to talk about later, does not necessarily do. Mary, did you enjoy this volume? I did, but... But you're like, yeah, let me watch the TV version. No, no, but it made me think maybe I don't love it as much as I thought I used to love mm, it. Yep. But it was still good. I think I'm looking at the past through rose-colored glasses, like, oh my god, the awesome cell fight. And I'm like, okay, it's not really terribly interesting or even... As action-packed as I feel like it could be. But you think back to when we first got into it, and we're going, oh my god, there's time travel, and these artificial beings, and this other... This is crazy awesome stuff. And it still is, but maybe the execution of the fighting for the end... And I don't know what else you can do differently, because I do like the pacing a lot. So it's not like I would have wanted him to drag it out any longer. I think where he wrote himself and where his editors suggested they kept changing the villains into. I think my I think prob- he did it well. My problem is that he doesn't kill them off in a unique way. It's like it's a giant Kamehameha, okay? He's just disintegrated. It would have been neat if they just did some kind of twist. That is kind of true. I mean, uh, it didn't, it wasn't a bailout, but it's like I'm so used to the Kamehameha being the super move that yeah, everybody yeah. uses. And Well, thankfully, it wasn't Goku and Genkidama, so you know, we got that put away for one of the four major villains. Right. Something we didn't mention, I don't want to harp on it too long because it's been discussed to death, was uh, Cell regenerating from his nucleus, even though prior we've seen Goku blow off the entire top half of his body. Inconsistency, does his nucleus move around? I know we've talked about this with emails and stuff before. It's something people notice and we acknowledge that. Just putting it out there. Yeah. So uh, I guess we're going to cruise through some of Herms' Viz-isms. A buddy Herms from Constantine compares uh, what Viz has in their translation versus the original. Because we really are at a point where the Viz translation needs to be looked at here and there. So Mary, the first Vizism, just some cursing stuff. Okay, this is from chapter 411. Almost all swearing is removed at this point, so cells. Chikshaw! Repeated screams come out as, oh, you're gonna pay! <laughs> so no oh. damn yous! Oh, and all that. Do that. So uh, then the next chapter, 412, as he's about to self-destruct, Cell originally says, this match ended in a draw, but I get to see your agonized faces, so I'm satisfied. Now, this refers back to Cell when he's explaining the Cell game to Trunks, and he says that his primary objective is to see people's faces contorted in fear. That's a nice little uh, toss back. Here, even if he can't win, he's still happy having have achieved that goal, I suppose. But in Viz, he says that the game's over and it ends in the draw, so that means everybody loses. No, a little kind of missing element there. In chapter 413, uh, in the original dialogue, Goku asks if Cell went straight to hell. Viz has it as, quote-unquote, the other place, 
which is strange considering that in the previous volume there was a chapter titled The Children from Hell. And also, don't they use Satan as well as the character? No, name? they don't. They don't? They use the H word here. So, like, why did they even bother when the chapter name can have the word hell in it? Very, just inconsistent. They haven't quite gotten around to full-on censoring it. Chapter 4, 14. Got some more cursing being removed here. Vegeta's so when Trunks dies is replaced with R. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is the real substantial one here in chapter 418. Shenlong's power and abilities are slightly rewritten. When Kudadin asks to have 17 and 18 turn back into regular humans, the original dialogue Shenlong says, I cannot do that. The two artificial humans greatly exceed my own power. I cannot meddle with the bodies of such people. Over in Viz, he says, Alas, their powers are too great and strange. My own powers cannot affect such creatures against their will. What's added is that statement of against their will. Going by the original dialogue, you'd think he could do it if 18 was cool with it, but Viz makes it sound like even if she did, he wouldn't be able to. And this almost seems like an added callback to things like Piccolo being wished to Namek to fight. He did allow that. And Goku being wished to Earth when fighting with Frieza, he refused to allow it. Gets a little stranger when Kudadin suggests removing their bombs. The original says, that is possible. After all, it is unrelated to the gap in our powers. Over in Viz, he says, yes, it does not weaken them or change the fundamental nature of their being. Well, wouldn't wishing someone back to life, especially those stronger than him, be changing the fundamental nature of their being? Other than Shenlong responding yes, the rest of that statement is completely rewritten and different in the Viz translation. Seems like they're almost trying to compensate for things that happen and in essence just adding wrong dialogue to them. I don't know, it's a little weird. Alright, this is the first edit in chapter 419. When Trunks and Bulma are talking about how Vegeta wasn't actually that bad of a guy, in the Viz version he says Vegeta lost it when he thought Cell had killed him. Uh, the added part being he thought. Trunks was definitely dead, so... what? Yeah, it's a weird line. When he thought Trunks was dead, well, he was dead. Ta -da. And Mary, the last edit in this volume, this is such it's a It's so dumb funny, one. and it's an art one. The gun that number 17 pulls on the old man is edited out and turned into just his fist. And the sound effect is also changed from bang to wham. What makes it just so completely nonsensical is in the prior panel, you see him going into his holster to take out a gun, and you even see part of the gun. Yeah. <laughs> but in the next panel, is just a fist. Absolutely ridiculous. And it's going to get worse. I'm pretty sure that guns turn into blazers. Not blazers. <laughs> wow. That was blasters and lasers turned into a sharp-looking sports jacket. <laughs> <laughs> That's editing for you uh, in the, the boo stuff with the dog. So there are our uh, visisms from Herms. Thanks, dude. Uh, Jeff. Hi. Normally, I would come to you with predictions for next volume. As I have been describing to people, what we're going to do is take a month off from the manga review of Awesomeness. Hopefully not four months. No, no. Next month, we're going to do the filler arc review of Awesomeness. Mary, you and I did the Garlic Jr. arc uh, quite a while back on the show. It's an appropriate place to do this. So, Jeff, we're going to pull you in to watch the second arc in the Dragon Ball Z TV series. That is a self-contained filler arc where they break up the actual canonical story from the manga with their own original story, fill up some time. The Anoyo Ichi Budokai, the, essentially the afterlife tournament. I think it's only like five or six episodes, so it's pretty short. We can probably just knock it out one day. So you we'll mean to that. tell me that's not in the manga whatsoever? No, the afterlife tournament is not in the manga. Wow, I haven't seen that in years. 
So, really, it's going to be interesting. Do I ask you for your predictions about a filler arc, or do I ask you for your predictions about where the story's going in the manga? I guess I'll ask you about the manga. Cell Game's over. What do you think we're going to see in the next volume of the manga when we hit it up in probably two months? All right, I think we're going to meet a character. I think her name was Videl. She happens to be the <laughs> daughter of somebody important, and someone <laughs> Daughter of someone fly. important? Uh, yeah. Well, he is Earth Savior. Yeah, apparently. So. Oh, yeah, and that is really... Uh, uh, like one of the shocking things about that. Um, We're going to see the repercussions series. of that announcement. Exactly. Okay. You know, we didn't bring that up. I thought that was rather funny and yeah. really <laughs> That's kind snarky. Of the point of his character is yeah. so eventually they get around to that punchline of Satan is Earth Savior. Oh, dear God. Which is really why when you change the name, like, that's totally lost. But. <laughs> exactly. But it's so funny. Um, but, yeah, and maybe we'll meet the little brother of, <laughs> of God Gohan. damn it. Stop knowing stuff about what we're seeing. Sorry. Like. This part I've watched more than the actual Cell game. <laughs> so. I think once we actually get into this... You're going to stop knowing and being able to predict what comes next. Even I can't. I'm yeah. like really bad at the next section. In fact, <gasps> I'm really bad. Wow. I, I, I kind of enjoyed the manga reviews of awesomeness when I don't remember the series as yeah, well. Yeah, I'm with you. Because for stuff like the cell arc, I, I just know it like the back of my hand. And then when I go back and reread it, read it, blah, reread it, it's like, oh, was this really as good as I thought? But the stuff I'm not as familiar with, I'm like, oh, that was pleasantly surprising. As opposed to this stuff where there are no surprises. I'm fairly certain I've only actually seen Jeff Cover Your Ears for a second. La, 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 I think I've la, only la, watched la, Gohan vs. Dabra once, la, and that would have been, you know, like 12, 13 years ago. So, all right, you can come back now. Did you like my little song? Yeah, it was great. So, it'll be interesting when we get to it. We are done with our manga review of Awesomeness. Cell Game is over. We have reached another milestone. Milestone, let's call it that. We're going to head over and uh, cruise through the last couple of releases in August. I do just want to mention that back on the 18th, Kai officially came out in Australia. I know we've mentioned this a little bit. Uh, the Funimation release, I'm pretty sure Madman is distributing it. So for all you Australians that haven't imported it yet, go ahead and grab it. But then starting off the 27th of August, it's the big day. I'll uh, get you going here in Germany. Kaze is putting out Dragon Ball Z DVD Box 5. So they're officially halfway through the series. They're doing 10 boxes. This is the one based on the French video transfer. It's not Dragon Box stuff, so it's not all that great. Uh, TV episodes 139 through 164 on five discs. It is 4 by 3 MSRP is 75.99 euros. Amazon Germany has finally dropped it down from the MSRP at 65.99 euros. And really, the next two releases are just kind of one in the same. So I guess who wants to take it? Uh, Jeff raised his hand. So in Japan. Sure. In Japan, we've got Dragon Ball Kai DVD single disc volume 17. That's uh, Kai episodes 49 through 51 in a 16-9 aspect ratio, cropped and in standard definition. And that is a uh, 29.40 yen MSRP, but you can get it 2,800 yen pre-order at CD Japan or 21.76 yen pre-order at Amazon Japan. We also have single disc volume 18, which is Kai episodes 52 through 54, which is the end of the Frieza arc in the 16-9 aspect ratio copy yada, yada. 29 <laughs> all <the> team info <laughs> exactly 29 even down 40. to the price yep exactly mm -hmm. yeah that's the uh, end of the freeze arc and this is where happy net has decided they're going to quasi rebrand the kai home releases they're technically starting it over again with volume one of the jinzo ningen and cell arc so that's really going to be volume 19 going forward but it's they're calling it volume one of that that's kind of their first split where they change the ending theme to Kohoro no Hana and move on from there. So that's releases. Let's do some emails. 
Jeff, I've been saving this one for uh, a couple weeks because it involves a manga review of awesomeness and something that we all talked about a while back. So I'm going to let you take the email from Meddler-sama. Meddler-sama, right? <laughs> the Lord of Meddling in Others' Affairs. That's pretty awesome. A while back, I decided I couldn't wait each month for the manga review of awesomeness. So I let them build up until I had at least 13 to listen to back to back. So when I reached podcast number 178, you and Jeff reviewed volume 27, the volume where Kaiosama and Kamisama are explaining that Saichiro died of a broken heart. After the recap of the entire context was done, you asked Jeff about his opinions on that volume. Then Jeff asked you something I always thought about. How can Saichiro die of a broken heart? <laughs> and you said it's just Toriyama's ridiculous writing style. Well, after some thinking, I began to wonder if anyone ever really put research into how this could be possible. Most people I asked just said it's a show, it doesn't have to make perfect sense, but I never gave up, and then it hit me. I got this topic, I love it. I never gave up. It's total <laughs> shonen spirit. I'm Excellent. never gonna give up researching. <laughs> Excellent. Every time one of Piccolo Daimao's offspring died, he could sense their deaths, and Piccolo always seemed to act as if he was in pain when either Symbol or Tambourine had died. So I am assuming Saichiro really died from heart trauma because he might have a shared psychic link to all of his children like Piccolo Daimao did with his. What's your take on this idea and do you even care? Do I even care? Of course I care. That's not even a question. I love this answer. That's a really, really That's great really callback. Cool. Amazing. I buy it. Totally. Yeah, I totally buy it. I don't know if there's anything else to even say about it. Just, I buy it. Wow. Way to think about stuff and go back into past chapters. It's Living really up cool. to your name. Totally meddling around and finding answers to things. I, I appreciate that. Alright, Sydney writes to us and says, Hey guys, I just started listening to your show about a month ago and I loved it so much I downloaded all of your podcasts and listen to one every night before I go to bed. Your show is absolutely fantastic. I can't believe that a Dragon Ball fan like myself didn't know or find your podcast till now. I love how you guys focus on the original Japanese side of Dragon Ball. I grew up only knowing about and watching the English ocean Funimation dub. I learned a lot on your podcast and find your show to be very informative and fun to listen to. On a side note, I thought you might find a video I watched on YouTube entertaining. We watched it. It's a video called Dear Ryan Superhero. In this particular one, he becomes a superhero, or at least tries. One of the names he thinks of is Goku. And as he goes through different superheroes, there's a Kamehameha bit in between. Whenever I talk to people that don't know very much about Dragon Ball, Z, Kai, GT, all he can think or remember of is that a big buff dude yelling Kamehameha for half the episode and blowing shit up. That kind of makes me sad because I think there's a little more than just blowing shit up. But I still like this video. Just thought I might share this quick video and thoughts with you guys. P.S. Can you guys like adopt me? You guys are wicked cool in my books. I've already got a cat. I'm sorry, but thanks <laughs> we for got two cats. Um, we just watched this video. It's not as Dragon Ball heavy as I thought it might be just by reading the email. But this is kind of that general, I don't know, the normal idea of what Dragon Ball is complete with a dump Kamehameha. I mean, that's an old joke going back to, I mean, we won't get into 1999 season three, but the dump Kamehameha, that's what people think of, right? The constipated noises and attacks and stuff? Unfortunately, yes. But the video is good. It was pretty funny. I, I haven't heard of this Dear Ryan thing. This is a pretty funny video. I'd be interested in checking out other stuff. All right, there you go. That, that was an email. We have one last email. Mary, are you going to read it from Great Sayaman I. It, it's one. Great I, 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 Sayaman I, I, Ichigo. Correct. Great Osayama Nigo! And I used to know the whole spiel for Movie 13. Anyway, um, I was wondering what your opinion was on the younger side of the Dragon Ball fanbase. From what I can tell, you think of the younger fans as mostly half-witted idiots who say the dub is the only reference allowed in America, and that sub-fans are Japanophiles. By the way, nothing against dub-fans. Is this true? I'm a sub-fan and use the Japanese terms, so not all the younger crowd are dub-fans. Thanks, and your podcast is great. 
I'm up to episode 106, and I hope there are more of Mary's top five lists in future episodes. First up, um, Mary top five list. Yeah. What about it? <laughs> I know. I need more ideas. Can you people give ideas? Yeah, people stop sending ideas. I um, want ideas. Great Sunny Man's question there is, well, you think the the young dub fans are half-witted idiots and the sub fans are just Japanophiles. Well, where does that leave anyone? I, I guess it's just the random people in the middle, but the random people in the middle aren't the ones hanging out on Daizen Shui-X and listening to this show. I actually put up a blog entry over on my personal site, vgoex.com slash blog. It was a review of the dub release of DBZ Movie 1 from when it first came out in 19... I think it was Movie 3. 1998, so I was 16 years old. I would consider that a youngin. That was when I was first starting the site. You go back and read the way I was right. I think I wrote like, what's up with this gay ass shit or something <laughs> like that. And you're going, really? That was a Vegeta VX review from what year 12 years ago? Right. And my, my whole point with that was, wow, it's really interesting to go back and see some of the things that you originally did. There is hope for the young of our country. I feel like even if they're young and stupid and a bother, I know sometimes people giving crap on the forum for letting people get away with stuff. Maybe they shouldn't. Maybe I'm when are you known for that? Did your reputation take a 180? Well, exactly. I feel like they're people. Sometimes they just need a little help along the way. And so I'm not as, I don't know. Not as much as a hard ass as you used to be. Yeah, exactly. I was a hard <gasps> ass. Gone soft. That's the thing. I feel like I was a hard ass when I didn't have any right to be a hard ass. And now that I do have a right to do it, I don't wield the power that I should. <laughs> Wow, this is so deep. <laughs> oh, this is really philosophical, man. It's got nothing to do with age, though I think age has a lot to do with it. Whenever you see the, the most poorly thought out arguments and retorts, it's usually someone who's 16 Not years necessarily. Old. Well, that's true. Today, Sometimes it can be really disheartening and find out it's someone really old. Well, Mary, as someone who has been absolutely in love with cruises in her adult life. Yeah, all like two I've taken. <laughs> yeah, I'm a real authority. <laughs> what I'm getting at is that you've been lurking some cruise-based forums, and these are people who who are not 14 years old, right. and it is absolutely disgusting to see the intelligence level of people 20 years older than us. I know. It's like I could be anywhere else on the internet. Like, yeah, yeah. all lowercase letters and Supposedly wrong there, 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 and wrong Affluent inches. people who can afford to do cruises, and it's just, it's disgusting. So I think it is fair to say it's not just age. And it's not just anime fandom. I think it's just people yeah. not putting much effort into the way they write on the internet. I am completely... But we're in the minority people that actually care think about, about that just because... Presenting yourself as intelligent, yeah. Slightly. Yeah, I'm, I'm mostly intolerant of self-admitted stupidity, I guess. Any thoughts from you, Jeff, as the outsider who doesn't, you know, hang out in our community, just kind of comes by and reads the mangas? My fans rock. <laughs> My fans rock. That's all I'm saying. As they continue to grow, you will and, see and the wane, exponential rise. Wane, a little <laughs> waning, but yeah, <laughs> they have to be very patient with me. But yeah, no, it's um, generally uh, any comments I get. I don't even see. The thing is, I'm not vain enough to have a form of anything of mine. Oh, oh, I see how it is. See, so like. Yeah, I, here's how I deal with it. I don't put a forum up of any of my Hell stuff. Hell yeah. I, if, I, if I need to get a comment, well, they know how they This question wasn't me. even necessarily forum related. I just think we, true, we true. inherently went in that direction. And we've gotten emails from people that we were just kind of like, hmm, you know, just sort of how to how do we treat this situation type deal. Usually you know? just shove it under the table. Yeah, that sort of thing. I mean, you deal with it as you get it, I'm sure. But um, I don't know. It doesn't really bother me at all too much because people got to grow. Or yeah. yeah. 
not grow as some cruise ship members may <laughs> seem to tell you. Our goal is we're trying to have fun and put out awesome information and fun times. And we're trying to collect people along the way and mold them into what we want them to be. To so, our army. Exactly. Japanophiles. Which is so ridiculous because it's not even that they accuse us of being Japanophiles. They say that we accuse others of being Japanophiles, which I, I, I hate. All I'm kind of confused. I don't know. I don't know that we totally addressed the question. I'm not sure I don't know that right we did. <laughs> question was asked. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know that a question was asked. Well, I think it, in, in very short terms, we just shrug it off. Shrug off stupidity and, yeah. and whatever. Move on. And bold red when you need it. All right. Mary, if people have better questions, I suppose, <laughs> more succinctly stated questions. We'll answer them anyway, even if they're not, as you can tell. Where's all this stuff getting sent? Podcast at DiZX.com. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at DiZX.com. D-A-I-Z-E-X. How about the Twitter? On the Twitter, it's just at D-A-I-Z-E-X and individually as Vegito EX, Mary T.O.T., and Saya Jedi, who's Julian, who's not here today because no, um, he's just in Japan. He's just getting back home to Japan. Right. Lovely times. Um, hoping we'll see him next week and moving onward from there. Uh, last thing we got to mention, we mentioned it earlier in the show, but Facebook, facebook.com slash DiZX. Lovely folk over there. That's where all of our Oticon panel videos are going up first. Uh, before we close it out, Jeff, do you want to plug anything? You got anything going on? You're kind of getting back into the swing of content creation here. Uh, yeah. So a bit of an announcement, uh, uh, that I get to make here, which okay. is kind of cool. Uh, it's not a big announcement, but this is before I put it online elsewhere. Uh, so the project that I've been doing for three years, right? The Otakon AMV intro. Yes. Uh, the word was that, um, we're going to put it up for three years. It's going to retire in the three years and the a version of it's going to go online. Uh-huh. So we're going to do that. We're going to make a, a non editor created video version of it. Like, like no finalists in it. Not like, like these are the 35 finalists from this year. Yeah. We're basically just going to put up a version with no titles, no real sure. videos in it, just fake stuff and uh, put it up for distro. So we will do that. Cool. However, as long as Vic's doing the AMV contest, the intro is going to keep running. All right. So the intro that you've created will go on in its present form. You'll at least get to see it now yes. for non-attendees. So it'll still be updated on a yearly basis, probably throwing some new I guess stuff we every year. I should explain what this is. You oh, created yeah. the intro video that starts off the AMV contest that kind of gets people pumped and shows off screenshots of the finalists yep. and things explode and it's a callback to the Daikon 4 uh, opening animation yep right so uh, yeah that's uh, something that I've been just been doing maybe for like two weeks a year <laughs> since right. I finished it uh, with- <laughs> it's one of those cases where alright Jeff is working this week on okay A&B intro alright can't see him this week yeah exactly I just need a weekend I update everything and yeah, then it just yeah. goes up and then a few graphic changes so we're going to continue doing that for next year but there will be a distro version this year cool because so- you haven't done I think the last AMV work you did was with us on our Hunting Clover video from Otakon a few years back. And then it's been like intro, intro, intro right. for like various cons. So and people can see what you've been working on in terms of uh, video stuff. Um, well, my website has been updated. My portfolio oh, website has. Cool. Uh, it does not have the Otakon intro, but it is fe- going to be featured there uh, at jhgfd.com. So um, you can Do go you check out that website. Older AMVs and stuff linked off of there? Mm, not yet, but okay. I will. I plan to make a little subsection. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where I can put that stuff That's in. That's how so. I feel about portfolio sites. There's like, oh yeah, and if you dig over here, here's some AMV stuff. Yeah, like I'm going to do like a like a special folder for the old stuff. And know? it's not shame. It's just, well, this is... It's not related. This is the way I got my skills to do this other professional stuff. Right. It's like not exactly what I want to show off when I meet somebody, you 
know. So, um, but that will definitely get put online soon, hopefully. Oh, cool. And so that's been updated. Um, you can... Jeff, people got to know. Yeah. I got to know. Yeah, yeah. Uh... When are we going to record Low Fidelity next? <laughs> yeah, about that. Um, I don't know either. So It's cool. It's cool. Well, we definitely have things lined up. We like, got we broken have all these social plans. scene recording. Absolutely. Next time. We got to do it. Uh, and then there have been a lot of great albums that are ripe for review this year and a lot of great topics. Oh, so I, if, I have some that I'm like, we've got to review this. Oh, nice. Okay. So, yeah, we definitely have to get the ball rolling on that again. Uh, we'll see in September because that's where I plan to take an Oticon break and just sure. not work on anything. And then I can go back to doing the podcast stuff because then that's like where my effort can be really uh, focused on reviving the show. And I'm with you. Yeah. So we'll, we'll leave it for that. Cool. Yep. But you can reach me at Gambit 1982. That's on the Twitter at Gambit 1982. Uh, G-A-M-B-I-T-T 1982. It's weird to that's say correct. numbers. Um Facebook, you can find Low Fidelity at, uh, what is it, facebook.com slash Lo-Fi Podcast. podcast. Yep. Uh, also, Lo-Fi Podcast is our name on Twitter as well. Uh, LowFidelity.info is the podcast name, L-O-F-I-D-E-L-I-T-Y dot I-N-F-O. You can go there and listen to the previous episodes, the newest one being from like three months ago. Um, I think there's still an episode that hasn't gotten put it up. But, yeah, yeah. There's still that one that we did. Was the audio all right? Because I know it was messed up on Stickam. Uh, I don't I remember. I think the... I don't remember honestly because it was on my hard drive and now it isn't. So if you still have that audio, I'd, I do. I'm taking it from you. Oh, sweet. So yeah. Um. Well, I'll see if I can get that episode back online. Excellent. Uh, that's enough. <laughs> that's enough. I'm done. I'm done. It'll take another ten minutes. <laughs> take your time off and produce more stuff. Thank you. All right, Mary. People can find your old stuff at TOT. That's right. It's Temple of Trunks, and the website is templeoftrunks.com. That's T-E-M-P-L-E-O-T-R-U-N-K-S dot com. Excellent. There, there are things there. There are th- <laughs> Temple of Trunks. There are things there. <laughs> right. Excellent. Going on two years plus since the last update. Nice. Oh, well. All right. You can find myself and Julian at www.daizex.com. Next week on the show, we're going to take a look at the Kokoro no Hane CD single, Wings of the Heart, the second closing theme to Dragon Ball Kai. Mary, I have held back the music video yes. from you so far. Why? You'll see it for next week okay. on the show. Okay. So, until then... For Jeff over here. Bye-bye. For Mary over there. See yas. For Julian and family back in Japan. Bye. My name is Mike Vegito EX, and we'll see you next time here on the show for 231. Thanks for listening to our podcast this week here at Dies and EX. Look forward to listening again next week in your ears, to your brain. Go to sleep. Sasagete Okay, hi, Mike over here on mic number one. Totally not paying attention is Jeff on mic number two. And somewhat paying attention is Mary on mic number three. Gooderdin's trying to figure out how Trunks got the Senzu, but Trunks tells him they got a boogie. They got a boogie? Boogie! You know what? I, <laughs> I like to write things interestingly. <laughs> All right. All right. I'll, I'll dig it. Um... Cell jumps up into the air and starts to unleash a Kamahamaha. Kamahamaha? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs>
you, the one who listens to us before you go to bed.